Music Publishing Podcast, Episode 7. This is the Music Publishing Podcast with your host, Dennis Tobensky. Join Dennis in his weekly nuts and bolts conversations with composers, performers, and other arts professionals as they navigate their careers as concert musicians in the 21st century. And now your host, Dennis Tobensky. Hello, and welcome to the Music Publishing Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Tobensky. This week, I sat down to talk with composer Dale Trombor. Now, we didn't realize it at the time, but we recorded two days after the four-year anniversary of our finally having met in person. Now, back then, we'd already been tweeting at one another for a few years, but there's just something special about being in the same room for the first time with someone you've known and admired online. I've always enjoyed following Dale's career. She's a really solid composer, and she brings a ton of ingenuity to the ways that she gets her music out there. I've learned a lot just from watching her over the years, and I was thrilled to have her on for the first of what will undoubtedly be many times on the show. I hope you enjoy listening to this week's conversation as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. All right, and we're live. Yay! Uh, so, yay! <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to the Music Publishing Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with Dale Trombor. Hi, Dale. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Doing pretty good. Um, so, uh, we've known each other for a couple of years now, probably at least five, six, some, yeah. something like that. Five or six. We, we met through the, 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 the Twitter thing. Like, I think, I think you were the first person that I met in real life after meeting them on Twitter. Yeah. I, I like think the you first you, to make that jump. Yeah. You, I think you were one of the first as well as like you and, uh, Daniel Gilliam. Yeah. At, at the same, at the same time. Convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that was nice. That was fun. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what, what you do and all that. So I'm a composer, uh, and which, you know, um, <laughs> and I work a lot with, uh, text. So I write a lot for voice and I'm actually about to write a chamber a chamber music piece with spoken text where the mm. instrumentalists are speaking so that's kind of fun yeah. um but that's been that's been kind of what I do lately lots of music for chorus and for voice or incorporating text in some way nice yeah, yeah I, I I like your choral music I've I've always been a fan of that thanks um so you're working on a, a a, a, you know, a big project right now, your, your secular requiem. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a cool project. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's, um, it's the longest piece I've written so far. It's 35 minutes, eight movements for um, a cappella virtuosic choir. Uh, and Choral Arts Initiative in Orange County is going to premiere it uh, July 16th and 17th. And then we're nice. uh, going to record it, too, um, for release in January, we're thinking. Very and nice. yeah, and so it's uh, it's like a, a meditation on mortality um, in the face of grieving over a loved one. So how mm. like processing grief and how that brings up um, feelings about our own mortality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a, a 
kind of a big. It, I, I like that the the recording is kind of part and parcel with the whole thing. It that's, is. That's a, a neat little perk. A little yeah, we're doing the exact same program that we're recording, so we'll get multiple shots to do it before we record, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I, well, I always and think that's sort of necessary when it comes to to recording. When uh, Mark and I did our album, yeah, a year and a half, almost two years ago now. God, um, <laughs> we we made a point. To, to get out there and, and do that music a few times in public. Yeah. I think because you can, you can practice all you want. You can get together and do it as much, as much as you like, but there's something about being in a performance that forces you to learn something new Yeah, about the music. I, I know that, um, yeah, I, we will rehearse new works and then I'm just, Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. And then I get on stage and go, Oh, yeah. now, I have, now I actually do kind of get it. Yeah. And there's something to be said. I'm there at most of the rehearsals, um, oh, nice. for this one too. And I'm, I'm accompanying two of the songs that are not the acapella requiem, obviously. Um, but I'm, so I'm, I'm there being the rehearsal accompanist, um, for many of the rehearsals and still making tiny changes, even though the concert's in exactly a month. So uh, I don't know how annoying that is to the singers and the director, but I'm enjoying having that option still. Yeah. Uh, well, it's if, it, yeah. if it's little tweaks, that that's fine. It's, yeah, it's that's not a big deal. It's like let's make this these two measures a solo, or let's hold this longer. It's like very. I hope it's manageable. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's better than what I I'm doing right now. I have a, a song that's being premiered a week from tomorrow, and uh-huh. I'll finish it tomorrow. Oh, or maybe tonight. That's um, fun. I, I, are I you plan on having it. Singing it or are is, N- no, no, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's uh, the Chia Chan duo, um, hmm. and they're both really they're really good and, and very quick at learning things. And, and I'm so glad. I, I I asked that. Well, I, I offered earlier this month. They they asked, "Do you you know do you have anything for this uh, gay pride concert that we're doing?" Uh-huh. I said, "Oh, let me let me look." And I thought, "Well, what?" I've got this. I'll give this to you. You know, do that if you like. And if if it's not too big of a deal, I could I could write you something too. <laughs> and they're like, oh great. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> you know, I have to scramble, and now um, I'm I'm down to the wire. And, and you know, le- last week sort of threw me off. For the um, those of you who don't follow me on Facebook, we didn't have a live episode last week because uh, my my cat passed. I saw that, and I'm that so was, sorry. Hey, that was that was rough. Yeah, that was not that was a, a tough week, and I planned on doing a bunch of writing. I'm sure it's then. still rough. Like that's not the kind of thing you. Oh yeah, it's it, get there's over a lot quickly. of there, there's still a lot of sadness, but yeah. fortunately not the the the, the unexpected yeah. breaking down. Yeah. Um, but that that threw off not not only the podcast schedule, but um, but my my writing, and yeah. so they're they're very understanding, and I, I wrote Philip the, the the baritone last night and said. Okay, so I'm I'm nearly done. I'll have this. I'll have, have this. Okay, great. I I look. I, I can't wait to see it when I'm back in town on Monday. It's like, oh, oh you know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, I would rather have had this done a week ago. Right. But Do you adjust right. deadlines? Like I've noticed, I'll have a self-imposed deadline, and then someone will be like, "Oh yeah, you could actually give it to me a week later," and then all of a sudden, I like you all of week. the work gets pushed. I don't touch mm-hmm. it for. A, that's yeah. it. It's bad. 
Yeah, very I'm, bad. I'm, but... I'm kind of bad with self-imposed deadlines. I need yeah. to get better about that. I, I, I set it and then I'm like, but it's not a real one. <laughs> so uh... I'm pretty, I've gotten pretty good with them, at least with coral things, because I set them a full month at least before. And yeah. so then even when I push them, they're still way before There's still time. the actual yeah. deadline. And so I've, I think for the last few commissions, I've been early, which is something I really want to continue. Oh, that's, that's good. Because I'm trying to fight the composer stereotype of being late to everything. I, and I know. I, I feel so terrible yeah. doing this. I mean, I didn't even make the offer until less than a month before. Yeah. And so I was expecting them to say, uh, right, there's no but way. But they said, sure. Yeah. Or, which is great because you get a premiere. Yeah, exactly. And this past fall, I I had another situation where I got a commission really late. Yeah. And just said, okay. Fortunately, (laughs) I was singing it. So (laughs) it just, Mark had to learn the piano parts and I was like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can sing it because I just wrote it. No. Right, right. You've learned it. If you give me a month, I'll forget it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. This is not your first album, though, going back to the, the Requiem. Um, I, you've got one, I have, one out, right? I have one. There were plans for a second one, and mm-hmm. that has been tabled for now. I don't know if mm-hmm. that will end up happening. There, we, there's a, a single, basically, that hasn't actually been released, but is just hovering on SoundCloud, uh, <laughs> hanging out. Um, and that was that was going to be a few pieces for female voice uh, and then mm-hmm. remixes of those pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was going to be a, a little album anyway, um, but it ended up just being one one track and one remix. And I feel great about those. Good. But there were so many complications with that. And I just, I don't know what to do about that one. But, <laughs> but... Um, the first album, which was, uh, I think in, in September, it will have been out for five years, which I can't believe because it feels like I recorded it last year, maybe. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. Yeah, but that was an album of art songs. And uh, I recorded them. That was kind of the, the same thing where I was working with a soprano, but I was playing piano mm-hmm. and making adjustments pretty much right up until, and, and I think maybe during the recording session, like, <laughs> well, you can add a beat to this note. Like, that's, yeah. do you need yeah. to breathe here? Let's take mm-hmm. some time there. And it's not always the best way to work, but it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to have a collaborator, too, who allows you that kind of flexibility, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's nice to have that, that long-term relationship with somebody that they know your work yeah and so you, yeah. you can throw things at them and like, okay yeah I, I, I know what you're doing this is yeah um but that that's a good album I liked that one a, a lot I, I was one of your kickstarter people you were I know you were very <laughs> in the process so. and uh that actually that album kind of inspired me to do this one that we just put out and and really it it made it clear to me that you can do that. You can, you can actually do that on your own yeah. and not, not wait for, um, wait for Noxos to swoop in. Right. They don't do that. Because That's not, not how they work. They're not going to. If anything, I think it's more often the opposite where you do enough things on your own and then mm. if they are good and you are getting them out into the world, then maybe that would be the time to approach a record label and... Mm-hmm try to get picked up by a label. Um, 
but I think I think we have we what we expect from I don't know so much of this business is turned mm-hmm. around yeah uh, and publishing like publishing goes the same way where I think it's better to take the initiative and do as much as you can by yourself yeah um, yeah it, it that comes down to so much of the idea that no one cares about your music as much as you do. Right. No one, no one is capable of that. Right. It, it, it's not their baby. Right. And, and so they may love it. They may advocate for it, but they, they can't have the enthusiasm that you, that you do. Yeah. That you should. And so, um, waiting, waiting for someone else's enthusiasm to make something happen. You, it's not going to happen. Probably. Right. Right. Especially <laughs> Unless, when you're, when you're, relatively young in your career which mm-hmm. as we know we get to emerge up until what 35 40 no, <laughs> you, you, we just emerge or we're just sometimes constantly, till you die. constantly yeah. emerging yeah oh my brain just died <laughs> <laughs> total derail derailment of thought um i was i was no, gonna no, say no, with no. we were talking yeah, about ahead. the new recording the secular requiem yeah. And then I think with uh, with Jillian, who I recorded Snow White Turned 60 with, I think we're hoping to maybe do another album. We're thinking like 2018, but nice. we do it completely the opposite way where if anything, we would, because we, we did this tiny five state tour, which sounds very impressive, but it was actually just going wherever there's friends and family to house oh. us and feed us and come see a show. Um, but that's kind of how you have to do it now. Yeah, I think we'd do it the opposite way around. I think, we, if anything, we would do concerts in three different places or more, like where mm-hmm. I live in L.A. and where mm-hmm. she lives in Chicago and maybe where, I don't know, her mom has a big community in Louisville, Kentucky. And so, nice. like, we could go and do a concert there. Um, mm-hmm. But we'd do all that and then record the album because that makes yeah. so much more sense. So much more sense. The music is so much more solid and locked in if you know it well and you've been doing it. Exactly. Especially in front of people. So, yeah. I'm hopeful there will be a new album of art songs. Yeah, that'd be nice. Soon. But first (laughs) I have to focus on the album I'm doing now. Yeah, the the, the one that's that's happening right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that going to be another Kickstarter type thing? Are you going to... What are are your thoughts on funding that? Yeah, Um, so I... I'm kind of burnt out on Kickstarter. I did mm-hmm. Kickstarter for the Snow White Turn 60 CD, and then I mm-hmm. did Indiegogo, which was not as successful. And that, again, this whole the whole second recording project just kind of train wrecky, and mostly mm-hmm. my fault, I think, for not planning and for trying to rush things. I thought I needed mm-hmm. to make it happen quickly, and I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I for this one, what we're doing, uh, we actually just have signed CD pre-orders and they are $35 and they are on my website and Coral Arts Initiative's website. Um, and we're going to be pushing those, I think more, uh, as we get closer to the recording session in August. Mm -hmm. But, um, we, we have other sources of funding too. We have, uh, donors and different things coming through there too. But I just, I really like the idea of, for this one, of not trying to pressure everyone I know into mm-hmm. uh, into doing the Kickstarter thing and of not having all those many, many levels, which sometimes become more of a pain than they're, than they're worth. Yeah, like if yeah. you're making 
tote bags or, you know, who, or like you <laughs> promised, I'm still writing for the Indiegogo thing. That was a mm-hmm. disaster. Um, I right now I'm still working on one minute piano commissions that I promised uh. the hundred plus dollar donors. Although of now, now I think since it's been, I think two years since mm-hmm. this happened in my head, I'm like, well, I should write them with interest because it's taken so long. <laughs> so I should write <laughs> two or two and a half minute pieces. Oh man. Um, but no, for, for fundraising for this one, we're trying to keep things, keep things simple. It's pre-order nice. or don't. Uh, nice. And the, the CDs come early too, if you pre-order them. Oh, that's... Then you get that, them. That, They're signed and they are up to a month. We're saying up to a month because we're not exactly sure what's going to happen there. But hopefully nice. a month before they're officially released. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot to make, turn off part of my sound. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have an air conditioner rumbling away in the background. Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, we, when 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 we did our Kickstarter, um, I I I modeled it after yours, sort of for the, yeah. Where it, it, you you did your Kickstarter with uh, with Snow White Turn Sixty as uh, for people who don't know as a, a, a more of a pre-sale mm-hmm. than than anything else. You already yeah. had some funding. Uh, we in, had in the bag, and yeah, we had I think a grant. We had a Subido grant from the American Composers Forum. That's what we yeah that's yeah, what that, we did. Our, yes. yeah that's what that one was. Um, and then you, you operated as a, as a pre-sale so that the amounts weren't high and you weren't asking for a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, we operated in a similar way mm-hmm. where we, it was really aimed at get the, get either the digital album or the, or the physical signed CD. Right. Presumably early. It wasn't early. <laughs> <laughs> it never is. The Snow White Turn 60 is. ones weren't either. I think they, I think the hard copy CDs arrived after the digital one was available. Yeah. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's hard making... putting together a project like this. There's oh, so much so... that goes into it. Just the mailing, like signing all of the CDs, getting them all mailed. Yeah, that's Ooh. not even. Yeah, that's like the tiniest part of the process. But it's still it... something to think about. Yeah, we had hoped to get our CDs out, um, you know, before before the actual launch date, mm-hmm. but we actually got the physical CDs themselves on the on launch, launch date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that day, like the next day we went on our tour, mm-hmm. so we were gone for a week and got back, and it still was another two or three weeks after that that we, we had time to sit down together, yep. sign the thing, yep. and then and I said, you now, Mark, now you're done. You yeah. know, like, you can go home, <laughs> I'll take care of the postage, I'll do all this. And that is, t- you know, I, yeah. I was toting, like, three big bags of, <laughs> <laughs> of mailers. Yeah. And we were we were silly and said, we'll also, for for higher levels, you know, we'll put you in the liner notes as a certain, like, mm-hmm. le- you know, gold right. or sil- right. level, silver level down or whatever. Uh, and they, they would get one or more of the, the scores. Mm-hmm which we didn't have time to get them signed and we didn't mm-hmm. promise that they would be signed anyway. Mm-hmm. But mailing that stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that comes back to, I think it's the same as commissions where if you build in extra time for yourself, I've, mm-hmm. I'm slowly learning this and it's been through mm-hmm. every project I've done. Like it, there's never, there's never enough time unless you leave yourself too much time mm-hmm. and then there's enough time. Yeah, and even still, barely. sometimes it comes down to yeah. So yeah, yeah fake you, you deadlines know. are wonderful, wonderful thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. But yeah, they they can be 
you have to you have to hold yourself to them if you're going to do a, yeah. a a fake deadline and that's that's for me that's really hard. yeah yeah no it is <laughs> I, I try but... and it's, mm, it's rough yeah um but yeah i i really liked your, your kickstarter um and and how you did that so I kind of want to move 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 along a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to some. Of, you mentioned uh, earlier just the word publishing, and mm-hmm. I've wanted to know uh, from you. You've been doing a hybrid thing, yes. With with your particularly co- just choral works, it's it's hybrid. Everything else mm-hmm. is just you everything still. else is self published. So yeah, yeah. I um, I've found I I it's funny because I can speak very passionately about self-publishing and I am Mm. very much pro that and then I also have I think it's as of this spring it'll be seven published pieces um with G. Shermer and Boozy and Hawks and just choral just choral pieces Mm -hmm. uh and then another one for next spring just got picked up um and that's been uh, I've been trying to be very conscious about which pieces I put where. So uh, the pieces that, the choral pieces I think will potentially sell well. And, and I should say right now I'm not making a ton of money with score sales, like lest it look that way. I'm I'm still <laughs> waiting for the floods to come in um, <laughs> because they, they trickle. It's very mm-hmm. slow trickle. Um, mm-hmm. But theoretically... Uh, <laughs> certain pieces that are more accessible to a wide range of groups uh, that are just easier um, mm-hmm. that could be done by high schools and community choirs and college choirs, those I hold on to the copyright for the most part. Okay. Those, um, those I have not been seeking out publication for, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure is exactly the opposite of what publishers would like because they want the ones that are going to sell. So instead I've been putting the more challenging pieces that are more for good college choirs and mm-hmm. pro choirs. Um, those have been the ones that get published. Mm-hmm. So they, again, theoretically would not be selling as many copies anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this experiment plays out uh but i've i've found it worth it um i know like with with g Shermer, uh that came about because dale warland conducted a piece of mine at the conference where we mm-hmm. met after mm-hmm. knowing yes. each other on twitter uh the 2011 chorus america conference mm-hmm. um and so he published that piece in his series and has published uh one more soon to be two more since. Um, and then that connected me to uh, Scott Foss at Hal Leonard, who is my editor, um, who I have sent more pieces to, and he's helped place them in different different series and different spots. Nice. Um, so, yeah, but with that, I mean, with it's hard to say no to being published in the Dale Worland G. Shermer series. Yeah, really. Um, and especially I, I interned at G. Shermer when I was a sophomore in college, which is <laughs> kind of funny because no one, there's, I think one person, the person who I worked directly for is the only mm-hmm. one who actually remembers that I was even there. And I did <laughs> no choral, like there was no connection there. There's, there's mm. nothing. They have no idea who I am. But now I'm published <laughs> in, that, in that series and, and just having that, I don't know, 
that was something I wanted and it, it happened. And mm-hmm. I feel good about that, even though I don't necessarily feel great about the whole 10% for me, 90% for them yeah. thing, you know, loss of copyright. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where it gets into, you know, self-publish. Stick with self-publishing. <laughs> Keep your copyright. Yeah, Don't on the one hand, yeah, the, 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 big, uh, the big publishers can offer a visibility yeah. that you, you may not otherwise be able to get mm-hmm. when you do it just on your own. And especially being in, in a series yeah. like that. Uh, choral, choral music, it's got this special, wonderful thing of, of curation that mm-hmm. I had never really thought about until I think it was that conference or, uh, or, or possibly um, the, a- the ACDA 2013, I think, uh, co- conference that I went to when, when the idea of curation finally uh, just slapped me in the face. And I'm like, this is, oh yeah, that's, that, that it, it's a great way for, for, if, you know, if, if Dale Warland or Doreen Rao or, or, this person or that person has a, a famous series that you can really get a lot of exposure yeah. to a lot of well, I know, places. I know it, uh, Dale single-handedly emails, or not emails, he mails out, I think, 150 of those mm-hmm. scores when they come out. He has people that he wants to have the music mm-hmm. in his series, yeah. and so he sends it to them with a note. Um, and mm-hmm. then I do think with if you are looking to get choral music published, uh, knowing a conductor who has a series or who knows another conductor with a series mm-hmm. really is the easiest way in because it, mm-hmm. I, um, before the first publication happened that led to all of the other pieces, um, I had sent so many blind query emails to mm-hmm. so many choral publishers and got some really lovely rejection letters and <laughs> some really short, awful ones. One was two sentences and was horrible um, yeah. I was like, this is not the kind of music we would ever consider publishing. Oh, like, well, you will well, thanks for that. never have my music. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, yeah. I don't want to give it to you now. Yeah. Um, exactly. But no, it, it really is. If you have someone who can kind of help get your foot in the door with that process, then mm-hmm. once you're in, I have found it's a lot easier to get more music published. And sometimes the blind query thing does work, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it all, it's with, again, with anything, it comes down to knowing people and maintaining connections. Um, it's like this one aspect of the music business is, is all of it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's what, that's how I got published and, um, I don't know. I'm a now, trying to hold on to copyrights for everything else <laughs> more or less yeah yeah uh do you do you do you think or do you know uh if if that is having having those pieces published if that's boosting your other sales at all or 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 do you not know or not suspect that i don't have any um i can't quantify it i guess mm-hmm. but i i do definitely think that uh, in terms of name recognition, that's helped a lot mm-hmm. because for whatever reason in the choral music world, there's still, um, there's still a, like a sense of validity to publish pieces where, mm-hmm. 
I think that is rapidly changing, mm-hmm. um, very rapidly, like in, yeah. in a, it's evolving very, very quickly. And uh, publish or not publishers, distributors like mm-hmm. Music Spoke, who all of my self-published work is with, um, are, are trying to change the system. And I, I think mm-hmm. and hope it's working. Um, but I do think it, it, for whatever reason, there's still some something to having a published score and conductors see it and they feel, I don't know, it's, I don't, I don't know what that something is, but I think it is, I, I think my strategy is working in that sense from what I've seen or from yeah, what, that- what has happened in the last year. Yeah, I think that the publication, it, it what it does, it, it is a sort of, it's a validation, not just for, for, for your ego, but for, for someone else to say, okay, these people who we hope have discerning tastes, or who claim that they have mm-hmm. discerning tastes, mm-hmm. have decided that this... This person is worthy. Yeah, th- yeah <laughs> this piece is, is worthy of... Which it's not uh, always, there's so many terrible oh, published pieces. <laughs> like, maybe oh. some of mine are terrible, too, I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> So it really, it, it means it shouldn't have the weight that it does necessarily. But the fact that there are these these gatekeepers, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I think, it, well, particularly with, with um, like, the these curated series, yeah. that in particular lends right. a, a stamp of authority. Right. You know, just to have Doreen Rao say this piece is in this series of mine and therefore you will like it. If you you like the series, you will like it. Right. Or if you like, yeah, if you like my taste or if you like my choices, this is what I, I know some, there there are not just some, there are a lot of, uh, choral conductors out there who they buy up the, the series. Like they, Mm -hmm. they follow the series, they wait for it and they program most of it because it, it is very easy for them to, to just, say this this tastemaker yeah. uh has has said that these are are worthy of of my time and effort and therefore they are i think that's what's scary too about um or i mean not actually scary but potentially scary <laughs> to conductors looking at uh the new well looking into the vast unknown world of choral composers on the internet mm-hmm. self-publishing mm-hmm. Like, where mm-hmm. do you start? How do you know what's good? How do you know where to look? And then mm-hmm. places like Music Spoke are helping, I think. Um, but I could see how it's still scary even then. Like, even mm-hmm. if, if it's 100 composers in the same place or 50 composers in the same place, there's still a sense mm-hmm. of where do you start and where do you find yeah. things. But but I do think as um, as self-published music becomes more in the system and more present in things like ACDA conferences. And I think that music will start showing up and being maybe regarded in the same way. Like if we can get other, other ways of curating it or um, putting, you know, someone's stamp of approval on it, maybe that yeah. can help with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for people who don't, who don't know, uh, Music Spoke is a distributor online uh, run by uh, Kurt, Kurt Connect. Uh, say, connect. I, I was like, is the K? He, yeah, no, he, he says... He says the K. Yeah, I think he says the easy the easy way out is to say connect. Yeah. Um, I just was, was and, hesitating and his over his last name. Jennifer, yeah. I, yeah, Jennifer uh, Rosenblatt. Mm-hmm. Um, that 
I see their names every day on yes. Facebook and yes. sometimes I'm like, oh, did I read that right? <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, it's sort of a two, two man operation there, uh, of distributing works purely digitally, right? Yes. It's just digital. Although they make an um, exception for conferences. They've, yeah, they, yeah. they, they just left Chorus America, I think, or they're there they're, for, they're there. Little, they're there. Yeah. Maybe they're, um, yeah. I, I forget I what the, the, the conference schedule is. But <laughs> I'm not yeah, there. They, I wish I was there. But I know. I'm not there. I do too. They they uh, to they they do they do a good job with with that site. I've mm-hmm. got a, a handful of pieces there, mostly my choral stuff. Yeah. Um, and speaking of curation, mm-hmm. they're they're just starting a, their own curated series now. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's that's one of the ways that the self published composers can get. Uh, can get that stamp of stamp of approval is for for these these places if there's a you know trusted conductor or conduct yeah. uh, trusted person who who will curate those and I know that they're working hard to get that I think they're planning to have many more although I shouldn't yeah. shouldn't speak for them but yeah. um, I, I want to have arts. Kurt on the show yeah uh, you I, should I to, yeah I have to give him a call He's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah um, that way that way he can we can get it from the the horse's mouth rather than right. us. This is what I think I read on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, well, they do. <laughs> they told- did just launch Coral, Initi- Coral Arts Initiative. Just uh, launched a series. Um, yes, Brandon that's... Elliott, the director, who is recording my music in a month. Yeah. Uh, and I have music in that series because <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah, I think that's a good. That that would be a good way for for those of us who are who, who don't do the hybrid thing <laughs> or who haven't broken into the hybrid area um yeah well and there's no there's no reason to i if i did make it sound like there is a benefit to being published and you could argue that there is but at the same time i i don't i don't know that there will be in the future at mm-hmm. all and and that's yeah a yeah great for, for thing. the for the time being yeah. i think this is a, a great uh it's great visibility for you uh, it, 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 it puts your name in front of people who might not otherwise see it or mm-hmm. might not see it as soon. Right. Um, and it's totally not, yeah, it's, it's totally not for, for everybody. I'm, right. I'm on the fence. Not, not that I have anybody, you know, knocking down my door, but I'm on the fence as to whether or not I would want but would it. You, and exactly. Way, and maybe you, and, and maybe you wouldn't because yeah, you are I so ha- business savvy and, and marketing savvy and maybe, <laughs> that would even take something away to maybe it wouldn't be worth the royalties or the, sorry, the lack, the lack of royalties. Maybe it wouldn't be worth the additional exposure. Maybe they wouldn't be giving you anything that you couldn't theoretically do for yourself. Yeah. You have to make that decision. Yeah. Exactly. It would, it would be totally a looking at the, looking at the individual deal. Who, (laughs) who is this that, that, I mean, let's hypothetically say somebody came to me tomorrow and said, we would like to publish, you know, either this piece of yours or these pieces of yours or your entire choral catalog. Mm-hmm. And I would, you'd have to just evaluate the, the, the thing. And if it's, if it's one piece or two pieces or, or, or a segment of the catalog, um, I think you've been smart about which ones you, you give away. I'm trying. We'll see though. That's the thing. <laughs> like, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, but I'm, I'm trying to at least put some, conscious thought into that because those well those pieces that you that you grant the copyright to a a publisher 
in, in you know you would consider that to be a loss leader mm-hmm. that, that, right. that 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 term you know that that you you decide right. that i i don't need to make mm-hmm. a lot of money on this piece or those hear pieces this piece. Yeah, and, and then, then maybe that, buy my other pieces of early mm-hmm. music spoke. Yeah, yeah. In 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 the book world and in, in the world yeah. of novels, there are a lot of authors who will they'll take a, a deal with a publisher for one book or two books or or a series or something, and they know that yeah, they're not going to get the royalties mm-hmm. from that. They're not they 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 they'll have more sales probably right. on that title than on their self published titles. But the return will be a lot lower. Mm-hmm. But it gets them into it gets their name into places and in yep. front of people that they wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah. So it might get them, you know, the on the co op tables at the front of Barnes and Noble, right? Where people can see it or you know spine out uh, or, or, or or cover out, yeah. Um, or or just just having you know like behind me all these <laughs> these the spines, people, yeah. You know, I'll walk down the the rows mm-hmm. with my head t- tilted to the side mm-hmm. and look at everything that. And yeah, I'm, I'll, I might come across an author, or in this case, a composer, who I might not otherwise have known about, and then look them up online and find out. Oh yeah, they have all this other stuff. Right. So somebody can get your get one of your published pieces. Say, oh, I liked that a lot. Let me yeah. let me look up Dale, and and then say, oh, she has all this other stuff that's only available through her. Right. Here's some recordings. Great, I want it. Right. And again, still fairly early in the in the experiment to see but, yeah yeah I definitely want I I, I, I want to kind of keep touching back with you on on that to, yeah to see how you're how you're feeling about that and um, ha, obviously have you back on to talk yeah. about you know any updates you may have <laughs> um, so we're okay. We're a little past the, the half an hour, half hour mark. Um, just keeping an eye on time. We would be two years ago now. Went for drinks mm-hmm. near around Christmas. Yeah. Uh, when you were visiting, and that was a, a lovely evening, mm-hmm. uh, tipsy evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the things that you ended up talking about that that has that stuck with me, uh, and it's something that that consistently has come up in, in when we've talked. Um, and I th- did, you talked about this a little bit on on composer on fire with with Garrett Hope uh, of the the idea that you're you're taking things slowly, purposely slowly. You're not trying to to rush ahead, uh, and I think that's really smart. Yeah. You, can you tell me tell tell us yeah. a little bit more yeah. about that? I, yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like it hasn't always been this way, um, and the first uh, definitely the. F- first part of my career, like in, in college, all of those, um, rejection letters from publishers that I mentioned mm-hmm. before, I was sending my scores out to every choral publisher I could find. And then mm-hmm. looking back, I have maybe, maybe one, may, maybe two pieces that could have been published, but looking back, they're not really a good fit. And I see that mm-hmm. now. And I, I just was gunning for everything. Like I've been applying mm-hmm. to every contest that I could find and it's, it's exhausting. Um, mm-hmm. it's draining. And in the last few years, I've been trying to very, to focus my energy and my attention on the things that will like the, the bigger, the bigger things that I can control that mm-hmm. will maybe have the same trickle down effect as 
if I was trying to get all the little things at once. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm maybe re- retiring from contests as of <laughs> <laughs> I reserve the right to change that statement. But, um, but it's, yeah, I've just, I haven't been feeling a rush to get everything to happen quickly because this is, a, we, we compose, if we want to compose, then we can compose our whole life. That's mm-hmm. a long time. That's a long time to get everything that you want to happen or to try. Mm -hmm. And there's really, there's just no, in terms of publishing or recordings, like this recording project has been in the works for two years and Mm -hmm. we haven't tried to rush it. Um, We've thought very carefully about what needs to happen when and kind of let it unfold Mm -hmm. according to a timeline that makes sense for the project and Again, with I mentioned, I mentioned the failed recording project. That was me trying to just like, <laughs> well, nothing's really happening, so I should put together a recording, and that's mm. such an ambitious, not <laughs> necessary at all thing. When there's maybe, maybe I should have spent that time composing more or or <laughs> thinking about more thoughtful future way. I don't know ways to. <laughs> Yeah, but my my overarching philosophy lately has been like, if something doesn't happen, that's okay. It can mm-hmm. come through later. I don't need, I don't need the score sales to be pouring in. I don't need to mm-hmm. be pushing that super aggressively. Um, lately, every time I post about my own music on Facebook, uh, I think I might try and write about this for the music spoke blog but i'm just feeling so burnt out on the way that we talk about our music and promote ourselves it's all just i'm so excited that i have a concert like i'm so excited this piece came out and i really want to dig deeper into this (laughs) like where like why should we i don't know why should we care but that's a different (laughs) that's a different thing that's not taking things slowly that's a whole different Guest host for music spoke, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I think so. Yeah, uh, but what are your what are your thoughts on on that? Like what you said, you've been thinking about that. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, you've part of it too has been you know you you've, you've told me that you've uh, been more likely to say no mm-hmm. to to projects or, or to idea to, to things, and and not that it's like no. Right, say, a gentle no. <laughs> yeah, a gentle. Yeah. Um, I mean, case in point, actually, um, the this podcast. This was something that yeah. I, had, I had originally approached you and another friend yeah. to to be like three co-hosts of the show. Yeah, and it 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 didn't fit your. I just well, and I thought schedule. I did, and I'm. That's one thing too. I'm trying to get better at at knowing when in the process because it's. I mean. I've, I've told you I've listened to the first few episodes of the podcast mm-hmm. and I love it and I knew you were going to be great <laughs> at it and I initially wanted to be a part of that mm-hmm. because we can always use more podcasts talking about the nitty gritty yeah, yeah. business, I don't know, questions about composing. <laughs> um, but in terms of how that would affect me and my schedule, I... I don't know. Like I'm, I'm a very anxious person. I get, Mm -hmm. I get anxious and stressed out very easily. (laughs) And I know that it would be, it would have become something that I resented 
even mm-hmm. as I enjoyed doing it. Like in yeah. the moment, very, very much, I mm-hmm. would have enjoyed it. And I'm enjoying talking to you now. <laughs> and, uh, but, but in terms of um, getting involved from the very beginning with something, that's another mm-hmm. thing that I'm learning. I, th- I thought I liked to be the one, you know, producing all by myself, like mm-hmm. the album and doing the like graphic design for the concert flyer and mm-hmm. doing that. And, and I, I don't like that as much as I <laughs> thought I did, or maybe it's changed, but I am much happier now to, to co-produce or just to be a mm-hmm. guest on your wonderful podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you, you know, you, I'm going to ask you back but all the time. <laughs> well, I will come back all the time. Uh, good, good, good. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, but yeah. I, th- I think it, it, it's, you know, it's a, it, to say no to, to things that, um, I, to, to go back a little, to, to bring this back, uh, yep. to something that I said earlier, um, th- I came, I came to you and to Corey with this idea and it, it was my baby. Yeah. And, and so it, it's not, it wasn't your baby. Yeah. And so that, that makes it, you do have to ask yourself, does this fit with what I want to be doing, uh, you know, an hour a week, every week with whatever attendant, uh, planning and whatnot so so all you know but beyond that it i think it's very smart for to take a look at the at, at things that are presented to you and to decide is the is this a thing that i want to do mm-hmm. is this something that's really worth my time or is it a worthwhile thing that i shouldn't do yeah for for me it's a lot about too it's not just do i want to do it because this has come up to um, there was like, there was a, a commission that I said yes to, and then said no to, I think mm-hmm. the next day or two days later, mm-hmm. um, because I hadn't thought about how it would feel to actually be doing it. And in this case, it was mm-hmm. a, a bigger piece and I was working on the secular requiem and to have two, mm-hmm. to have no break between two, like mm-hmm. 30 minute choral pieces. That's just not, that would have really stressed me out and if I was traveling Mm -hmm. on top of that that's just not in the moment I would have felt like it just it wasn't it wasn't the right fit at the right time um and and even again with the podcast I know how I would feel on a weekly basis it would be like oh Mm -hmm. I have to schedule this around this and I have to prepare for this and I have to and I (laughs) again I get stressed out so so easily (laughs) um it it yeah. So I've been trying to focus. I've been trying to recognize what's going to make me feel what's going to feel easy and what's going to feel like something I don't know, potentially I don't know. Sometimes it's just doing too many things at once too. It doesn't matter how much I want to do them. Like mm-hmm. it can be a wonderful wonderful thing and I want to do it and then I'm I just I don't know. But yeah, you have you have to make the decision that that this, you know, that my energies are probably better spent elsewhere, right. and that that and those energies may better be be better spent taking a nap. Right. Yes, and that those energies are a limited resource mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you you can't and run out and do and do everything and, yeah. and and chase chase every opportunity that comes along. Yeah, you, you you should be smart about it and not kind of, you know, 
feel like you're whoring yourself out to right. every every everything that comes along. Oh yeah, right. yeah, me, me, me. Yeah. Um, and I, I another one thing that I particularly like about your your philosophy is it's so, it's predicated on slow growth mm-hmm. of your career, and, and it's not just as I understand it, it's not just that you're um, you're not rushing after all these opportunities, but you you want your growth to be incremental. You want it to be very methodical rather than um, than hoping for that explosion. Yes. Hoping for the thing to take off yes. and the, you're the next big name. The one piece that sells a billion copies and every mm-hmm. chorus is doing it. Like, I, I really thought I wanted that and then now thinking about it more, I think it would even benefit, it would probably benefit my career because I am interested in writing more chamber music. That's something I'm mm-hmm. doing a little bit more of this year. Um, yes. And I want to do an art song CD and it just, it, I think it, everything would feed each other. Mm-hmm. Everything, I don't know, much better if it's a, a slow, steady, I don't know, <laughs> slow, steady slope rather than a steep the, incline. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it it's uh we 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 talked about this um and you know and and we managed to do it I think without naming too many names and we'll do it today without naming yeah. any. But well, and, uh and also the, the the names that we could be naming there are people who are very successful quickly mm-hmm. who are who are writing wonderful music yeah. and yeah. that success has benefited them a lot. Uh, oh, and absolutely. That's, it's not something that you should be hoping, like hoping against. And if that happened no. to my music, I would be grateful. You'll be happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just think it's in in the intention mm-hmm. right now. That's not what I'm gunning for. Yeah, and it and it, it, which is the difference. Maybe. Yeah, and it seems that you're you're trying to avoid one one of the things you're trying to avoid is that that straight up, you know, curve. You can oversaturate. Yes. Uh, you can like, with. Let's let's say with 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 choral music where you you have a lot of you already have a lot of traction to suddenly have every choir performing Dale Trumbore, right? In, or, in, but, at, at all or the conferences, Dale Trumbore's and, piece, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, it's like, oh, that piece is so 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. That's, or or I don't know. like every, everybody, every, every choir has has now done most of your catalog and yeah. they're a little, they're a little worn out. They're yeah. Like, okay, let's, let's not do any Dale for a while <laughs> right. because we've, we've done enough. Right. We've, you know, we like, we like Dale, we like her music, but we've done enough. Yeah. And I, I think it's, and I it, think that does happen smart. with, yeah, to some extent with choral music. Yeah. I've, I've, when, when I but was in choirs, I, I sort of saw that. There's kind of waves sometimes. Of people. Yeah. And I think that this slow, being methodical and not trying to to blast your music out everywhere mm-hmm. all at once can really help to mitigate that particular problem. Yeah, and ag- again, even if like even if that did happen, it's about knowing what you're going to do after the wave has mm-hmm. has crested. After. Yeah, like how you want to be prepared. You want to have deep roots mm-hmm. that are going to sustain you through whatever happens, and that comes back to people again and knowing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I launched a, a once a month, um, I'm calling it a letter and not a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I launched that in January 
mostly because it's it's not full of news. It's full of um, it's called Poem Piece Post, and it's a poem that I'm setting and mm-hmm. a piece that I have a fairly new recording of and a uh, post that I've written about something. Nice. Um, because I'm try I'm not trying to go for the like here are all my concerts come to my concerts mm-hmm. yeah um, which is a super valid newsletter and and very mm-hmm. effective very effective especially if you are geographically targeting areas because then you do mm-hmm. want people to come to your concerts and you yeah. do want people to know about your concerts and that's like by all means do that but I the reason that I launched that the way I did was uh, aiming to cultivate the relationships with people Mm -hmm. the people on the other end over the performances because the performances right now are just kind of sometimes they're in the middle of nowhere and yeah yeah no one's gonna come to them anyway i don't know but like being in new york is entirely different because i mean la should be the same but new york always seems more like (laughs) things are things are happening all the time which they are here too but Definitely. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> well, I think, you know, unless yeah. you are going to be hyper savvy with your with your mailing list and really segmented according to geography, yeah. sometimes sending those um, sending those those performance performances to so like, oh, I've got I just had a, a, a um, well, I just had a performance in, in L.A. actually just this past uh, weekend and oh, was that with Nova? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. They, yeah, I they, couldn't go because I was at rehearsal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had meant Otherwise to, to do some there. more. Uh, I'd, I'd meant to do some more uh, of my own little like Facebooking about it, but then you know dealing with cat dying. That I was like, yeah, professional well, that. things go away right now. I don't deal with yes. this. Um, yes. but it, you know, had I put out you know one of my newsletters in advance, I would have mentioned it. But right. But most of my list is in Illinois or in New York or Virginia and very, very few people there. I love your mailing list for also like you included your wedding when you got married. Like you, you include a little personal. I I really feel when um, when it's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, 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 I'm getting, I'm trying to be more savvy about my, my mailing list. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really, I, 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 I hear a lot of podcasts and things that talk about how to deal with your mailing list, you know, mm-hmm. as an author, and then how, how do I turn that into stuff for a composer? Yeah. Um, and creating creating those uh, those relationships. I mean, obviously, they're already on your mailing list. You already have a relationship right. of some right. sort, probably. But but to bring these people into my life, like yeah. yeah, they know that I'm writing music, they know that I'm performing, and I'm going to let them know about that. I'm going to let yeah. here's the here's the latest pieces or here's right. whatever. But also. I got married. That's a big yeah, deal. That's a really and big people, deal. <laughs> and that that was one of the most opened emails mm-hmm. that I ever sent. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually made a point. I'm like, I'm gonna title my like, the subject line of my yeah. emails like, well, like we got married. Yeah. Uh, it's and then I talk about that and then okay, here's some some music stuff too. And I and um and I've also and in, in I think you were the first one to to be featured in this i have this little oh, I saw, yeah a- end po mm-hmm. a- end bit to every all of my things now um i make a point of highlighting a different composer right a composer that i know and i say hey i like this piece of theirs and i just call mm-hmm. it what what am i listening to or something like yeah. that and, and I, 
because that way I do have some choral directors on my list and I do have some vo- some singers on my list. And so to, to put a choral piece up by somebody else at the end, yeah, that could, that then they get the exposure because right. I just, I, I was a nice person. Well, and usually I, you know, that was, comes back to you in some form, especially, yeah. I think, especially when you're not trying to have it come <laughs> back, like in, yeah. in a, you know, look, I mentioned you look, look, I did it. Yeah, look, look. Yeah. What are you going to do for me? Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, but, w- when I, when I go to write my, my, my newsletter, I just, yeah. uh, I, I think about, okay, who, who is it that I want to throw some that I, that love I wanna, to you this week? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've already, you know, Dale, Clint, uh, yeah. okay, now it's, it's this person yeah. and, you know, put, put a, re- you know, get the link to the recording and there we go. Yeah. That, that's, I've, and then, then it's not just all about me and my career. Right. And these, these are the performances. This is the. It, it, it's not just the, the Dennis show, because uh, this is the Dennis show. Right, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that that that's something that I've really tried to cultivate there. And you know, the the open rates are really high, and yeah. I have a lot of people that write back. Yeah, I get a lot of people responding, and yeah. and and. It's it's a personal. I'm keeping up this relationship, and and that's that's what it's about. And and I'm I'm in their inbox every couple of months. I should do it once a month, but I'm a little lax about it. Well, uh, you do it when there's a when it's critical important. mass yeah. of yeah good things to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, I think that I think that element of being being personal, being a real person in mm-hmm. your in your professional life is so important because there's there's not for a lot of us there's not that much on the surface that distinguishes what we do necessarily mm-hmm. if we're a choral composer in a sea of choral composers or mm-hmm. we write a lot of chamber music there's a lot of people writing chamber music and yeah and, and even stylistically there's a lot of composers out there <laughs> um and so recognizing your experiences as something to share and distinguish you I think is a really valuable tool mm-hmm. uh, if we yeah, yeah. if it's used I, right you don't want to just spill your guts on Facebook all the time because that's no yeah not attractive I, <laughs> I, I have seen I, I, I will not even describe what I saw uh, and certainly no names but I got a composer's newsletter um, num- number of years ago that was a I want to say appalling. Most people would find it appalling. Uh-huh. I, I was just shocked uh-huh. at the level of sharing. Oh, in it, it, it was it was far too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll tell you. I may have mentioned this to you. I'll tell you about it when we're off. Okay. Um, yeah. But but that was such a a major misstep. Like that was yeah. too far. That was yeah. that went too far. But but then I get, you know, I'm I'm signed up for a bunch of you know, friends mailing lists and, and it, it, I don't like to open a lot of them because I know mm-hmm. it's just going to be a list of yeah. performances this, that this, are this, in this, no this. way geographically near me. Right. And there's nothing and, else to spark your attention. Yeah. It, it's, it's a list of, right. of links to, to this symphony yeah. and that, that, that ensemble and this choir. Yeah. You know, con- congratulations, right, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, wonderful. But that's all but there is to also, say that comes back yeah. to the, I'm so excited, 
I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. We know yeah. you're excited. Congratulations on mm-hmm. your performance. But mm-hmm. do you have anything else to tell us? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it gets it, it just gets to be like I I don't I don't want to open all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't, oh, a quick note to everybody <laughs> on on mailing lists. Uh if you if you're setting one up, don't just automatically add people to it. They will get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying this out of uh, experience, but I, well, I am saying it out of experience. I have been added to some mailing lists. Yeah. And oh, like, the contests I don't know who that you reject are. you and then put you on their mailing list. Oh, and the first yeah. one is a request for money. You're like, screw mm-hmm. you. That's, nope. I could have. Unsubscribe. I realized as I said, screw you, I could actually be cursing on this podcast because it has an explicit label which i think is hilarious yeah, but i know i'll stick with fuck, my fuck, fuck. yeah <laughs> there we go threw in some profanity um, yeah i already said horror earlier, oh yeah so. well <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there's a which stops the conversation <laughs> um <sighs> Yeah, like I, I've had, I've had, I've had a couple of people, no clue who they are, mm. no clue, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I read the the, the first thing I said, I still, like, are we Facebook friends? And like, then I have to look them up, yeah, and realize, no, we have, there's no mutual people. I don't, I don't know how. I'm, well, yeah. it's pr- probably pretty easy to figure out how you know me, because um, I've consistently put myself out there on the internet for yeah. forever. Um, I'm. And I'm happy to join your mailing list, but right, don't, you know, don't it's, just add yeah. people because I, when I started mine, I, I, I did sort of auto add my entire. Well, um, that's what you do, I think, for the whole list first for, one, to start, and you have I, to be a little. Yeah, I remember I wrote a, a an introduction to mm-hmm. it, like this is what this is going to be. Yeah, and then at the bottom, please feel free to unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. That's totally cool. Yeah, it's easy. Like. If you want to do that, that's, that's yeah. Great. Just a little note. I had I've had um, one or two people get a little mad at me. I mm, think because yeah. they they were originally added and they didn't want to you know, know. And we and we weren't that close. Yeah. Um, and so one one person when they unsubscri- unsubscribed said, "I already see this on Facebook," hmm. and it just seemed really kind of catty. I was like, "All right, fine, well, fine." Um, you can't please but I also I also like didn't realize that I had. Um, john adams's email like his personal email in my list and so he got auto added to my oh. <laughs> to my newsletter and i was like oh crap i i added i added some like some people with names and uh then i and you can see like who opens what i'm like oh he read the first three that's so nice <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> i'm that's great. i'm thankful he didn't you know just say who the fuck is right. this and which she's totally entitled you know, to some do. Of them, some of them actually, like, I've had, um, I've, I've, there was one recently where I was added to the email list and, and was like, oh, like, I didn't sign up for this. And then I opened it and it was, it was more of a story. Like, it wasn't just like, mm. here's what we're doing. It was like, here's what I'm up to. And like, I, I can read those all day. Like, I will yeah. happily read what's going on in your life that relates mm-hmm. To music, if you yeah. say it convincingly and like yeah. have interesting things to share, and so now I'm it's, super thrilled to get those emails. So yeah, yeah, there there are some people that I'm like, I'm glad to to get that it's, yeah. email because it's gonna be gonna be a good read. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. 
It's going to be engaging. Yeah. There was one other thing that I wanted. We, we started. Uh, I wish I'd written this consortiums? down. No, you wanted to talk about. That could be um, a whole different podcast. That Which one? Coral consortiums. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was the thing a, that I. We can, yeah. I don't uh, we're at the hour mark. And I want to I want to talk about that. Do you want to stick around for a few minutes and do it or you sure. want to come back? No, let's talk, okay, let's talk about it. You did a, uh, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. You, this past year or the year before? It was for Christmas last December. So it started a year ago. Okay. A little earlier than a year ago I started. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. Yeah, you this did a thing that really... we haven't actually said what it is. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> let's just going to talk in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, it, was, it was great. It is. End and, of yeah. show. Um, yeah. <laughs> Real credits. Uh, so you did this really cool cor- coral commissioning consortium that um, I like. When when I saw that you were doing it, I was like, I'm going to share this with everybody. <laughs> uh, this, and this I is awesome. It. Uh, <laughs> so uh, t- t- tell the the everybody out in <laughs> listener land what you did. Yeah. So um, it was a Christmas Carol consortium. It was for two new acapella Christmas carols. Um, and the, the consortium was called Christmas Past, Christmas Future, I think. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. Christmas Present? Christmas Now. I can't remember what I named it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but it was um, what, a setting of a contemporary poet that I've worked with many times of kind of a nostalgic text. And then um, the part of the end of a Christmas carol um, talking about living in the past and the present and the future. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Scrooge talking about what he's, how he's going to live his life forward. So the contemporary mm-hmm. text looked backwards and the uh, public domain text, <laughs> the older <laughs> text, looked forwards. Um, and mm-hmm. so I thought they, even though they kind of had nothing to do with each other from a programmatic standpoint, they, they complemented mm-hmm. each other well. Um, and so I started that, I think in, maybe in April, I mm-hmm. started, or I started planning it maybe March, March and April, and then I started the emails about it um, Mm -hmm. earlier. And I think I also made it clear in that series of emails, because I I kind of, I planned out how many emails I was going to send as kind of a a launch sequence. um, Mm -hmm. And made it clear that if they weren't interested, they could, I I think I did this, that they could, you know, (laughs) if you're not interested, that's fine, let me know. Um, Mm -hmm. And then 16 choruses signed up, which was awesome. That's Uh, great. And the buy-in, I think, was 225 because I wanted, for my first one, that's actually maybe probably low for two choral pieces, um, but I wanted to make it an easy yes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's almost what we'd pay for sheet music if we have a big community chorus. Um, yeah. So why not commission and premiere two new pieces? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that went well and then um i think all but two of them two choruses bought in and then we're planning to do the chorus of the uh new pieces this christmas um mm. which is very nice of them because it's yeah i don't know planning very far in advance but yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's a, a really cool uh cool way of go- going about it create create you know creating your own opportunities yes. uh <laughs> to and you did it really in a really smart way. I like the idea of having your, the, the barrier to entry for for this as for the first time out be something that that yeah it's it's an easy yes right right. Where if for, really for if people. you have any budget 
I, I, I think that's, mm-hmm. that works for most coral budgets. That's mm-hmm. on, again, on the low end for a buy-in for mm-hmm. two Absolutely. new premieres. That's, I was trying to make it just like, oh yeah, like I've wanted to do a piece of Dale's and now mm-hmm. I can do a premiere. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that is re- very smart. And it's nice that, you know, you're not relying on sort of one choir to, to start mm-hmm. it or, or to, to foot the bill for everything, yeah. which is the great thing about con- consortia in general yeah. is, is not everybody, like everybody's sharing the, the, the load. Right. Um, but to, to have, well, the, it helps that you have the contacts that you do. I mean, you, mm-hmm. uh, that, that kind of put, puts you in a, in a good position. Um, but then I'm sure I wasn't the only one sharing that on, on Facebook. I, I made a point of targeting uh, the conductors that I knew. Yeah. And I was on like the ACDA group. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a choral conductor group and yeah. all of that. Just saying, hey, check this out. Yeah. You know, this is this is something, um, I mean, even f- for, f- to, to watch this be successful. Um, yeah is is inspiring to me and and lets me know that right. it works it's actually something, something you can similar do. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the, the um, uh, choice to make it christmas carols too was also like i my market was very market my, well no <laughs> my you, target it, it, audience was yeah. was very specific like i know a lot of community choirs do christmas concerts and not all mm-hmm. collegiate there were some collegiate ensembles and two high school groups um, and mm-hmm. not all of those people do Christmas concerts, but mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I knew I would have fun writing the pieces. They yeah. would probably be a great fit for the people. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, it, it's, it it's very targeted. It's, it's not just, hey, somebody commission a piece from me. It, yeah. It's, he, you already knew in advance, this is, this is, these are the types of groups that I'm going yeah. after. If I'm going is, to be asking people for money for my mm-hmm. music and doing that <laughs> myself, then it should be something that people maybe want to consider mm-hmm. saying yes to or think think twice about. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's a lot different than um, just saying, I want to write a string quartet mm-hmm. and and then canvassing string quartets mm-hmm. out there to, to try and fund something. I think this is a very, very smart way of going about it. I think if you uh, were going to do a string quartet, say like you if, if you knew it was something that would pair with certain pieces in the rep or if it was like a piece inspired loosely by if there was some kind of hook mm-hmm. that you could pitch yeah even to say like string quartets that don't normally do as much new music but do commission every once in a while like if you mm-hmm. if you target if you know who you're talking to that's a big yeah plus um. in terms of getting Getting work. Mm-hmm. I forget who, who who it was a couple episodes ago. I was talking about um, clarinet trios. That mm. uh, um, I remember I, you mentioning heard, that, but I don't. Yeah, which. I had heard from uh, is it at a panel? Edward Yim of the uh, New York Phil had said that uh, cl- there are a lot of ensembles out there looking for clarinet trios right. to pair with the Brahms. Right. And that's so smart to yeah. to take a piece, you know, especially when it's writing. a small, a smaller ensemble. Mm-hmm. To, it, it makes yeah. it so much easier if if you're not talking choral music. Yeah. Um, it makes it uh, much much easier to have a to basically write a companion piece to something yeah. that's already done. I know people who have written companion pieces to um, to 
some other Brahms, like Brahms. Everybody writes uh, <laughs> companion pieces Brahms. Uh, for some of the Brahm, Brahms uh, intermezzi. And mm-hmm. then I sang on a concert that was all four voices and two pianos that had to do with love, like the, mm-hmm. the Liebes leader and the Nelly yes. Liebes leader. The, you know, John Corleano has a, a four voice two piano thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Hoff has a four, po- four voice p- uh, piano three hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of an interesting take mm-hmm. on that. There, there's a lot of, yeah. And and it's very it's a really easy programming yep. decision right. even if it's not being commissioned it's right. a very easy programming yeah. decision for for other performers. It's easy to say um, too. So with that uh with that consortium to get back to that before we wrap up uh is there anything from that that you that you thought not necessarily that like you that, did wrong but that you would tweak in the future hmm. like is this something that you want to do again I guess is the first question. Yes. I'm actually I'm thinking about doing a book of rounds and mm. having that potentially be a group consortium. Yeah, that's um, cool. Of like 20 rounds or something that, mm-hmm. that maybe go beyond what you think of as a round where it's like mm-hmm. two voices that can go in, I don't know, or you can start at any point in the, in the round nice. and it'll still overlap <laughs> in a pleasing way. I don't know if that would be successful, but interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I did. I gave myself so much time. I, this isn't something I wouldn't do, but this is something mm-hmm. that I would continue to definitely <laughs> do. I gave myself way more time than I actually needed. And so the pieces mm-hmm. were very, very polished. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like we were talking about at the beginning, um, where if I, if I hadn't done that, I would have been stressed out and right up against the deadline. Mm-hmm. Because there were yeah. so many little things like making... The, sure, the title page and the, um, well, just the title, making sure, like double checking the names of every choir. And then I mm-hmm. made an individual PDF for every choir that said just their name at the title. So the that list is. of all the choirs was there. But like that, that takes time. That yeah, stuff takes time. Totally. Um, and making like demo, I think I did midis for like, mm. rehearsal recording, like all of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's a lot beyond and just sending lots of emails mm-hmm. like how do you want your dedication worded mm-hmm. is it different from what i might <laughs> think you would want <laughs> yeah um but no i i think there must be something i would do differently but i'm not <laughs> not thinking of it right now um is that yeah. something that you, um, just because this is a thing that's in, in my brain right now for, for a project, is it something that you would, um, maybe not for this one, but down the road, consider essentially hiring help to, to manage some of this, yeah. some of the, all the emails? Of, all and, of the nitty gritty details mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crossed my mind. And I know... Um, I think when you get to a certain point, it's just you have to hire an you assistant. Yeah, yeah, um, at a certain point. And I'm not quite there yet, but maybe, mm-hmm. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I'll be yeah. so successful I need, I can't even handle my <laughs> my own work. Um, that came out sounding strange, but uh, but no, I, I mean, someday, someday. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I'm thinking not so much as a an like just for I, the I mean, one some, project so, or well, I, I think so, um yeah I think more more for the project and, and I guess yeah. in some some way an assistant but 
maybe more along the lines of am I thinking like a, a manager someone hmm. someone who who would oh, take okay. who could take some of the the burden of finding the choirs yeah. and then being in in communication with them and is that something that I for some reason I like being the one who's in touch mm-hmm. like I really like that aspect of mm-hmm. it um to the point where I'm I'm frustrated when I have a piece being performed and there's no contact or even Mm -hmm. if it's a premiere and there's, and I don't get that sense of interaction. Um, I know this is different because it is at 16 choruses and obviously Mm -hmm. I didn't go to all the, I think I went to, did I even make it to a premiere? I went to a bunch of rehearsals. Mm. Um, But I don't know. I like, I like doing that kind of busy work, which is, (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not the best thing because I should be farming it out, but it, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. It comes back to that idea of maintaining relationships mm-hmm. with people, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just asked because I have a, a project that uh, I'm I am I am hiring someone yeah. to to handle. It, it'll it'll be a commissioning consortium, and and I've hired someone with a lot of a lot of contacts well, in the industry to yeah yeah that that sounds so that, like that, a good a good yeah move that, that's, that's like where, if that, they that's, can open up doors that you don't mm-hmm. know about and i certainly like if i if my list was even bigger maybe it would have been a 30 person consortium you know maybe it would have mm-hmm. been even even bigger but um yeah i guess i was just thinking in terms of bringing bringing more people to the table or or not handling all of the the interaction, but at least right. some of it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's just rattling around in my brain because of no, this, I think that could be very this big project. That yeah, very helpful. What's uh, it? Can which, I ask what? What are the forces involved? <laughs> uh, it's it is. Uh, I, I sort of mentioned it a little bit uh, it, when I talked with Chris Cresswell. It's this opera. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and, oh yes. and, and it was yes, a little yes. bit uh, of a sensitive it's situation like at the time. Black now box, it's resolved. Black box, uh, yeah. ready. Yeah, it'll or be um, black. Where am I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, f- yeah. Uh, five singers, yes. eight instrumentalists, eight to ten, yeah. um, sixty to ninety minutes. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that, and that that situation has resolved itself. Well, that's diff- um, That's too. That's, so it, that's hard. That's good that it's resolved itself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it turned it turned out. Uh, long story short, a group commissioned this, and we have both withdrawn. Okay. M- mutually. Yes. Uh, so we're we're all very happy. Um, that's, that's good. <laughs> but I'm going to continue with the work. But something something like and, opera too is so different from chorus, where there's so mm-hmm. many so many moving parts that yeah, and it's harder it's harder to get those performances. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to get people to say yes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So having someone with many contacts who can help. Shepherd you along the path. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely higher. Yes, higher away. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't know that many people. Yeah, uh, well, in, in that world, it's a hard. I think it, it from. I haven't written an opera yet, obviously, but <laughs> it sounds like it's a hard world to crack. In yeah, many ways, especially for second performances, it's yeah, very and that's that difficult. that's why I want the consortium not not just to yeah. to, to ease the financial burden on everybody, right. but to to make sure that there will be well, and that's the beauty of a consortium too is is you just everyone wins on so many levels. Like for mm-hmm. the composer, you get a whole bunch of performances, and then yeah, which is awesome. They get a premiere, and it's cheap, and that's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, 
yeah, they, they, they save a lot of, a lot of money for, for doing a, yeah. a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> so shall we wrap this up then? I think we shall. <laughs> uh, so Dale, tell us where can we find you on the internet? I am, everything is my name. So, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at Dale Trumbor and my website is daletrumbor.com and I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere that you can expect to find a composer <laughs> on social media. Oh, a quick note about your website. Yes. Um, I really like your, um, your keywords. Oh, the word cloud thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really smart to, to have. Thanks. Um, that's a new I'm, thing. <laughs> yeah. New-ish. I'll, I'll, so th- there'll be a description of that in the show notes. We don't need to go into it okay. here, but, uh, the, or at least too deep. Um, yeah, there's, it, it's a great way of, of putting your works together for, uh, especially the choral stuff yeah. for, for programming purposes. Yeah. So, you know, everybody check out thinking. Dale's website and see how she handles that because I think it's really, really smart. That's another, uh, <laughs> another experiment we'll see in the next year yeah. into, or two, how it, how it plays out and whether it actually gets more score sales, but yeah, if it yeah. doesn't, no, no problem. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, stick around. I'm going to stop the broadcast. All right. Uh, it's so been great talking again. to you. You too. You can find show notes and links for this week's episode at musicpublishingpodcast.com slash mpp7. Join me next week when I sit down with composer Rob Deemer. I'll see you next time on the Music Publishing Podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 